Hello, Marvelites. You're listening to This Week in Marvel, episode number 532, the first episode of 2022. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M. And I'm the little baby New Year, Lorraine Sink. It's me. I sound like an old man, but I'm a baby. The accent went all over the place on that round trip, <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. That was very, very good. Lorraine, how was your New Year? It was so exciting. I sat on my couch. I barely stayed awake till midnight. We watched like seven episodes of Golden Girls because it was the Hell day yeah. that Betty White passed and we were oh. sad. We used to watch Golden Girls every night before we went to sleep in our I old remember. apartment because, yeah, we had a TV in the bedroom and we would just put it on. It was our ritual for years and it was just nice to watch the Golden Girls. So it's just such a great show. We will truly miss Betty White. But you know what? We're not going to just dwell in the past. No. We're also going to be looking ahead to 2022 this week. We have, of course, lots of good news coming around. But we're also going to review all the bestest of the bestest to come in 2022. So stick around to find out everything that's happening that we could fit into this episode because it's infinite. Pretty much. This is the official Marvel podcast where we talk about what's happening this week in Marvel. So comics, games, TV, movie, all that stuff. We're getting hyped. We're getting excited. We're going to talk to you about it. This week on the show, we have one of our frequent guests. It's, I think, his third time in the last couple months. Yeah. Eric Monticelli <laughs> from Marvel Games. He's coming on to talk about a great collaboration between Adidas and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game. So get excited for that one. But before that, let's get into some of the stuff that we need to get everybody caught up on. Yeah, first and foremost, if you haven't seen it yet, what are you doing with your life? Spider-Man No Way Home is so good. And right now, if you have seen the film, I would not suggest checking out this article if you haven't. But if you have seen the film, I highly recommend you go over to Marvel.com and read a really wonderful interview with Tom Holland and Zendaya. Shout out to Rachel Page from Editorial for doing this really great spoilery interview. Not spoilery, but if you don't want to know anything, skip ahead like 20 seconds. This ending rocked me and I cried for so long. And afterwards, for hours, I kept turning to my husband and being like, why? It's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, but that that's what these, you know, what good stories do, what good Spider-Man yeah, stories absolutely. do. They put our hero through the ringer and see how he fares through the other side. And because Spider-Man is the greatest fictional character in all of history, he's going to weather it and he's going to get through it. And we're going to have more great stories. It is what they need to do for all of us. And we appreciate it. We also appreciate more amazing Marvel audio fiction. We've got Marvel's Wastelanders, Black Widow, which debuts next week. Anybody who's listening to the show, you've heard the trailer before. Just a reminder that Marvel's Wastelanders Black Widow premieres on Monday, January 10th. It will initially be available exclusively on the SiriusXM app and Marvel Podcasts Unlimited on Apple Podcasts. And then episodes will be widely available one week later over on Pandora, Stitcher, and all the major podcast platforms in the U.S. You can go and learn more at marvel.com slash wastelanders. Yeah, and stay tuned to This Week in Marvel here because we are going to be having some great guests coming up from the series. And man, there are some real wonderful folks who are working on this. The series is directed by Timothy Busfield, who you might have remembered from Marvel's Wastelander Star-Lord. It's written by Alex Delisle, and it stars Academy Award-winning actress Susan Sarandon. Mm -hmm. I love her that is all. But go listen to the trailer. It's really, really cool. If you haven't done that already, it's flipping great yeah another really cool thing that just was revealed is that there's going to be a miracle man omnibus in honor of the 40th anniversary of miracle man's reintroduction reinvention in the 80s so if you've never read miracle man get ready save your your pennies and in britain what do they have they have farthings Pounds? yeah save your hey, penny <laughs> yeah your quids quid is a dollar yes you got to save your dollars save it all because this first ever omnibus edition of Miracle Man is huge. It's got a bunch of covers, original artwork, rare features and stuff. But also it's got the material from the issues of Warrior, the magazine that Miracle Man was first serialized in, collecting a bunch of those first stories. Then it's got a bunch of the issues of Miracle Man, the Marvel Man special, Marvel Man being Miracle Man's name back in the 50s when he was first created, material for some other books all put together as the first time these are all in one big place. And 
it's huge. It's got legendary creators such as Alan Davis, Gary Leach, John Totalbin, and more. It's really something special. I can't wait for people to start checking this out if they've never done it. It's going to be something really cool for people to check out if they've never seen it for the first time. It's coming later this year, so get excited for it. We also have some great comics coming down the pike for April, which are now being announced. First of which is Doctor Strange Nexus of Nightmares number one. This is going to be a really easy entry point issue with sort of classic Doctor Strange adventures for fans, new and old. And it's going to come just in time before a certain film hits theaters. So definitely go check it out. It's Ralph Macchio writing with Ibrahim Mustafa on art. It's going to be really a fun one and a great jumping on point if you are a Doctor Strange fan or you want to get into the world of Doctor Strange. We're going to have some Nightmare and Baron Mordo on the scene as well. So definitely check that out in April. I love the last couple of years. We've gotten a ton of nightmare stories across a bunch of different comics. I love him. He wears this weird green jumpsuit. He has a cool horse. He's kind of saucy and can be very dangerous, but also gets punked really easily. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So yeah, more April stuff in Thor in April. We're getting issue number 750 of legacy numbering, which is also issue number 24 of the current run and is a big anniversary issue. We'll talk about it a little bit more, but it's part of, you know, the 60th anniversary for Thor, among other characters this year. And so there's a lot. This one is really cool because, of course, we have Donny Cates and Nick Klein, the current uh, main creative team on this run of Thor. They're doing a big framing sequence. But then they bring back a whole bunch of Thor and Thor-related creative teams to tell some more stories set during their original run. So J. Michael Straczynski and Olivier Coipel coming to do a five-page Thor story. Dan Jurgens doing a Thor and Balder story. Friggin' Walter Simonson doing a new Beta Ray Bill story. Fwee, fwee, fwee. That's yeah. epic. <laughs> All the fwees. Al Ewing and Lee Garbett coming back together for the first time since their Loki Agent of Asgard story to tell a Loki story, which is really cool. Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends back together for an Enchantress story. And then Jason Aaron coming back to do an Odin story. It is, this is like straight hot fire, as the kids say. It is. Um, also, I love Jason Aaron doing it in Odin's story, a saucy, mm-hmm. mean Odin, mean yeah. dad Odin yeah. <laughs> story. We also have a bunch of X titles coming to the world, including Legion of X, number one, by Cy Spurrier and Jan Balzadua. This is going to be really fun. Krakoa obviously has laws, but we're going to find out if it maybe has justice. I'm going to get into some flavor text here. To remain a mutant sanctuary, Krakoa must safeguard itself against those who would damage its peace or traumatize its people. The lost must be found and the wicked must face redemption or retribution. And this is going to feature everybody's favorite little elf. Nightcrawler, we are going to see Pixie and Juggernaut. I mean, it's going to be a really awesome team. They're going to be in this sort of unique team that is also in a psychedelic mind space called The Altar. So it sounds like it's going to be a pretty groovy kick. And Cy Spurrier is so fun. So I definitely am looking forward to checking this out when it comes out in April. Cy Spurrier did an interview on Marvel.com and he's talking about how he loves precinct style stories. So this is as close as we're going to get to like law enforcement in Krakoa, but very non-traditional and it lives up to Krakoa. There'll be obviously mutants, but you see juggernauts there. He's not a mutant. There's other non-mutants on the team in this book. And they use the phrase skin jacker, which I love. It's just so cool. (laughs) There's a lot of really neat stuff in this. I'm very glad Psy is part of the X-Men squad right now. More X-Men stuff includes X-Men Red. We have two issues coming in April. This one is cool. It's all about some stuff going on on Araco, aka Mars. And you got Storm and Abigail Brand, Vulcan, Cable, some really weird stuff going on. This is by Al Ewing and Stefano Caselli. So it's a freaking great creative team. It's going to be really interesting because this is a huge part of what is going on with the mutants over in, you know, Araco. So, yeah. And plus, give me a book with Storm front and center. I'm here day one. Next up, we're keeping the X titles going strong with Wolverine number 20, along with Legion of X number one and X-Men Red number one. These are all fresh entry points. So if you're looking for somewhere to get into the X-Men titles, these are perfect places to jump on. So mark your calendar for April or just start reading now because why not? But Wolverine 20 is going to be our favorite little Wolvie writer, Benjamin Percy, Adam Kubert. I mean, killer creative team. And of course, this is going to be just a ding, ding delight because Deadpool, who we remember now is the king of Staten Island, 
wants to be an honorary citizen of Krakoa. I'm really looking forward to this. I love Wolverine and Deadpool moment. So definitely look out for that. I mean, Benjamin Percy kills the Wolverine titles and I'm excited to see what happens when Deadpool collides into this. Don't worry, everyone. Lorraine doesn't mean Ben literally kills the Wolverine titles. The Wolverine titles still going on (laughs) just means he is slaying it. it. That is what she's talking about. But we also have another X book coming out in April to talk about is Giant Size X-Men Thunderbird. Spoiler alert, if you haven't read Leo Williams' X-Men Trial of Magneto, John Proudstar, a.k.a. Thunderbird, was resurrected at the end of that story. We're going to explore his return. It's written by Nyla Rose, Steve Orlando with art by Dave Cutler. Nyla Rose, of course, is the first openly transgender wrestler in history to sign with a major wrestling company, AEW, in 2019. She's flipping awesome. David Cutler, amazing artist. He was featured in the Marvel Voices, Indigenous Voices comic. And Steve Orlando is, as Ryan would say, a sweet, sweet boy. He is. I love Steve. Yeah, this is very exciting. The end of that Trial of Magneto book got me. I was very happy for the return of Thunderbird and and what that means. So I'm excited for this book. Excited for a whole lot more. We're going to get to that stuff soon. But one more announcement that we wanted to talk about is a new prose novel. The next prose novel in Marvel and Aconite Books' School of X-Line is The Siege of X-41, and it's coming everywhere. May 3rd, 2022. You can pre-order it right now, and it is written by Tristan Palmgren. The little tagline for it is, Omega-level mutant elixir must come to terms with his anti-mutant upbringing while fighting off vampiric mermen and a leviathan of ancient lore in the intense survival adventure. Look, you had me at vampiric mermen and a leviathan (laughs) of ancient lore. Give me some nasty, nasty fishmen. Oh, boy. Well, I'm going to get that tattooed on me somewhere. But moving on, it's 2022. We got to do it, Ryan. This is our Fui 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 2022 best of everything coming to you. We'll find out what there is in 2022. 2022 preview. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Look, let's start off with Marvel Comics. And I want to shout out the other podcast I do for Marvel. It is Marvel's Pullist because on one of our, I think it's our last episode or one of our last episodes of 2021, producer of the show and one third parent of Flushy the Toilet alongside you and I, Lorraine, Jasmine Estrada. She talked to about 10 members of Marvel Comics editorial staff, partially to shout out what they did in 2021, shout out some people they work with, they want to show some spotlight on, but also to hype some stuff coming this year, 2022. There were some secrets and things talked about that we haven't really revealed at all. If you're not already subscribed to Marvel's Pull List, go check it out. Go download the last couple of episodes to hear it. But you get a little bit of a Punisher tease by Tom Brevoort. We get to hear about a new Captain America book that's coming. Talk a little bit about the future of Spider-Man comics, the Hulk versus Thor series, some new YA books that are coming from Marvel Comics, and a whole bunch more. And we are about to say goodbye to Tucker Marcus, who is my co-host on the show. His last full-time day as a Marvel employee is this week, probably the day this episode comes out, but he'll still be on the show here and there. He's got a couple episodes in the bank for Marvel's pull list, but yeah, he's just living a great life. He's having a good time. He's being full Tucker. I really tried to create a fake rivalry with Tucker, but Tucker is so nice that he was just like, no, let's not fight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tucker is so wonderful and we absolutely wish him well and hope to see him more in the future. You know, there's going to be so much great stuff coming for comics. Obviously, 10 Lives of Wolverine and X Deaths of Wolverine is kicking off here in January, which is very, very exciting to start the year off with a big old Wolverine fun time. But also super looking forward to that Rainbow Rowl She-Hulk coming this year, Fantastic Four Reckoning War, and of course, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um Man, so many great things come in in this first quarter of the year. Um, As you guys know, solicits come out about three months before everything else does. So there's still nine months of unannounced goodness coming at your baseball. Mm -hmm. I'm reading the Wolverine books um, uh, the day we record, starting to read them today for Marvel's Pull List. So 
It's very exciting. Very, very exciting. Also exciting, us getting some brand new Marvel Studios films. We have Marvel Studios Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on May 6th. Marvel Studios Thor Love and Thunder July 8th. Marvel Studios Black Panther Wakanda Forever November 11th. Wow. That is a whole lot of movies, which I am super duper pumped for. Mm -hmm. Obviously, all of those are going to be flipping exciting. And of course, now you can watch the trailer for Marvel Studios Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That first tease is out. So go check it out on the Marvel YouTube channel or on Marvel.com. Also, we have a bunch of series that don't have official release dates just yet, but we're looking forward to in 2022, like Marvel Studios Miss Marvel, Marvel Studios She-Hulk, and Marvel Studios Moon Knight, not to mention Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be so cute. Yeah, and it's also a huge year because of big anniversaries. 60 years ago, we saw the introduction of some of our biggest, most beloved characters, including Thor, Hulk, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man, obviously, as I've mentioned, the greatest character in all of fiction. I will not be denied this truth. And we are celebrating with Spider-Man Beyond Amazing, a big celebration all year long. But I think we're going to be celebrating these characters. And 1962 was just chock-a-block full of introductions. If you look across the line, Hulk and Thor and Spider-Man, those characters coming into being. But Fantastic Four was running and there was something new pretty much in every issue of FF. There was stuff happening every month across the Marvel comics in 1962. So it's very, very exciting. Yeah. Also, there is that wonderful Hulk versus Thor Donny Cates series coming this year in celebration of their 60th. So definitely look out for that as well. Moving on, Marvel Games, we're getting a new game this year. How awesome. We've been getting so many new games in these recent years, which is so exciting. Marvel's Midnight Suns is coming in the second half of 2022, and you can watch the gameplay trailer over on their site, which is midnightsuns.2k.com. You can go over there. You can also sign up for updates so you don't miss anything. The gameplay looks sick. And of course, we're getting Blade in a game. So like, I'm stoked. And we got all our magic boys and girls, which is great. Yeah, it's like Blade and Magic and Nico and Wolverine. Hell yeah. Into it. I'm also, of course, into Marvel's Wastelanders, Black Widow, and hey, maybe some more podcast secrets that we'll be revealing throughout the year and showing off and putting in your ear holes and then into your brain. It's going to be very exciting. We can't talk about that stuff now, but stay tuned. Yeah. Also, for those of you who subscribe to Marvel Unlimited, you're in for a treat. For those of you who don't yet, get on it. There's going to be more vertically scrolling comics that are unique to that platform. Like It's Jeff is continuing. And let's be honest, It's Jeff is worth the price of admission. It's so good. Not to mention there's a new Iceman series with creator Luciano Vecchio, who is working on a Bobby Drake, aka Iceman comic in Mighty Marvel Holiday Special Iceman's New Year's Resolutions. Go check it out right now. Also, there's never been a better time to go get Marvel Unlimited. If you missed all of the comics in 2021, go sign up and start a read-in. Right now, you can save $30 on a Marvel Unlimited annual plus subscription. Get a one-year subscription to Marvel Unlimited with access to over 29,000 digital comics and exclusive membership kit, including limited edition Hasbro Legends figures of Captain Kate Pride and more. And of course, just use the code SPIDEY, S-P-I-D-E-Y, 2022, that's spidey 2022 to unlock this offer for only $69 at marvel.com slash annual plus automatic renewal and other terms apply. So go check it out. Very nice, Lorraine. Love Marvel Unlimited, but let's talk a little bit more about books. A little bit earlier, I mentioned that Aconite book that's coming and this partnership that Marvel has with uh, some books for younger readers of varying ages. And there's a bunch more coming in 2022. Let's run a couple of them down. We have Marvel Untold, Marvel Untold Reign of the Devourer, which is a Doctor Doom book by David Annandale. That's coming in January, so real soon. Yeah, we're going to have the Warriors 3 in the Legends of Asgard Three Swords by C.L. Werner. That's coming in February. We have a Black Cat book coming in the Marvel Heroines line, Black Cat Discord by Kath Loria. That's coming in March. 
And there is going to be a really cool book that actually ties into a tabletop game called Marvel Crisis Protocol. And the book is called Shadow Avengers by Carrie Harris. And that's coming in April. So a book a month. You should be able to read those super quick. So get on it. But speaking of Marvel Crisis Protocol, the game is also going to be coming out this year. You can check it out at AtomicMassGames.com. It's a tabletop game. They're like little Marvel sort of like minifig type characters. It's given me some Warhammer vibes, but definitely go check it out if you're into tabletop gaming. There's a lot of good tabletop stuff coming this year, actually. I have the MODOK figure <gasps> from Crisis Protocol. Someone sent it to me, had painted it beautifully, and so I have that Marvel Crisis Protocol MODOK already. So yeah, I think it's going to be cool to see people like delve deeper into the fiction for all this. You mentioned the games. We have the Marvel Multiverse role-playing game coming out this year with the playtest rulebook that's going to release pretty soon that's march and so that's a big rpg that i know we're very excited about over here you can pre-order the playtest rulebook from your local comic shop there's some great covers for it go pre-order it now one helps your local comic shop but two make sure you get a copy right away but ryan i know that you're very excited because you are finally going to receive something that you have been talking about for the last mm, almost year Yes, we're going to get the Marvel Legends HasLab Galactus, hopefully arriving as soon as possible sometime this year. That HasLab went really, really well in 2021, which is great. We got all the tiers unlocked. It's going to be super terrific. And then there's tons of Marvel Legends stuff that we're going to get. Lots of figures. Who knows what else? Um, there was a live stream right at the end of the year for Hasbro where they revealed a bunch of really cool things coming in 2022. But I mean, you know, there's going to be more. We know there's going to be more. There's so much good stuff to buy. If you are a collector of things, it's your year, baby. Also, an exciting thing coming out this year, Super Visible, the story of the women of Marvel. This is awesome because two of our friends are writing it. Margaret Stoll, of course, who you guys probably know from her wonderful work on Black Widow YA and Captain Marvel comic series, The Life of Captain Marvel, as well as Judy Stevens, producer and podcaster from Women of Marvel. I believe you can pre-order it now. So if you want it, go and get it and it'll come right to your door when it's ready. Or better yet, go to your local bookshop and pre-order it there. I'm sure that they would appreciate your business. We already mentioned the Miracle Man Omnibus, which is obviously really, really awesome. Omnibuses are obviously large and in charge, but also shout out to Toshin, who is um, working up some more titles uh, that should be coming in the coming months and years. Um, there's that just incredible Spider-Man book that just came out. Um, and there's also going to be series for Avengers Volume 1, which is going to be 1963 to 1965, uh, Fantastic Four Volume 1, which is 1961 to 1963, and Captain America. Um, they're all scheduled for release in 2022 and 2023. So look out for those. Um, those books are really premium format. So if you are a collector, this is the kind of book you want. It's great. I want them all. Give them all to me. Speaking of things I want, there's a new DK book, Marvel Studios Be More Loki, coming January 9th. If you want to embrace your inner mischief and be a god, this is for you. It's like really some inspo on being your own malevolent god. It looks very cheeky and fun. There's also going to be another great young reader book, Shuri, Defender of Wakanda by Pamela Afrin. I mean, there's so many great YA books coming from a lot of our partners at Penguin Random House and Disney Books and all over the darn place. So definitely look out for all the good stuff coming out. I mean, books come out all the time from a lot of our partners, and I wish we had a master list of all of them, but there's so many. So stay vigilant, read books. They're fun. Yes. And also, for those of you who are into the digital collectibles, I'm sure we're going to see more from Vivi. They've got a whole suite of cool stuff that they've been releasing over the last couple of months. So stay tuned to that. And over on Marvel HQ, ton of great content coming this year, right, Lorraine? Yeah. On a personal note, I have been working my butt off on it. And I definitely want you guys to go over and check it out and enjoy it, especially with your little ones. There's going to be lots of great stuff coming in 2022. And they do a lot of live streams of back-to-back cartoons or animation throughout the month so definitely keep an eye out there because those are always fun to you know if you need a babysitter for a little while <laughs> just sit them down with the youtube <laughs> <laughs> maybe you won't be babysitting Catherine right away but look that's a lot of stuff but there's a 
bunch of things we cannot even tell you about yet. And there's also stuff we don't even know about yet, which is very exciting. This is the first week of January. There's so much to come. We're so young and vibrant. New year, exciting. (laughs) I'm a New Year's baby. Lorraine is a New Year's baby. She can't even walk. Anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. A bunch of stuff to come. Uh, Hopefully everybody stays safe and stays excited and gets hyped for all the stuff coming. Heck yeah. Well, that's a whole lot of 2022, but now... I need to slip into something more comfortable, like a pair of Adidas shoes. Oh, wow. That was well done, Lorraine, because we are talking (laughs) with Marvel Games' own Eric Monticelli to talk about the Adidas and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy collaboration collection. Before we jump to Eric, I want to talk a little bit about the shoes with you, Ryan, because also these are coming in 2022. I'm pretty pumped about them. We have, first and foremost, Starlord gets not one, but two pairs of shoes. He gets the Forum High 84. If you know Adidas, they're like a high top. They're mostly white, and they have the classic blue Adidas stripes and some like little bright electric blue detail that are super cool. And then there are the Forum Mid High Tops, and they are all red with black details. They're giving me Michael Jackson, I'm bad vibes in the best way possible. And in the interview, we'll talk to Eric about them a little bit where he talks about the inspiration for those that come from Star-Lord's jacket, one of his jackets in the game. The Drax shoes are cool. They're Ozelia's. They're teal and red, so like vibing on the colors for Drax and a very different look from the Star-Lord. Like all these shoes have their own look and all their own feel. Yeah. There is the Gamora's ZX2K Boost 2.0, and they're like a white low top. They have some red detailing on the tongue and on the stripes, as well as, of course, some green detailing on the inside and on the toe stop, which is really, really cool. The Groot sneakers are the NMD R1s in like a moss green color to really replicate that feeling of Groot's texture in a really cool way. Yeah, there's some cool details that Eric gets into on those as well. And there's also the Rockets ZX1K Boost shoes that are, they're all black. They've got red soles, yellow and red stripes and lace details. They're super cool. Man, so many great shoes. It's really fun to get into sort of like why they chose what they chose mm-hmm. and what materials they kind of used and how they collaborated on it, which Eric gets into more in our interview. Let's hear that interview right now with our pal Eric, who is the Senior Director of Product Development for Marvel Games. All right, Lorraine, you know, people call me something of a fashion icon and i get it i understand it (laughs) it's the mustache yeah i want to dive into it in particular i want to talk about footwear does that sound good footwear footwear always sounds good yeah and to do that we are bringing on eric monticelli from marvel games wait a minute i don't understand what the hell's going on here hi eric what's going on hi hi ryan hi lorraine how are you (laughs) good you know it's not often that we talk to someone from marvel games about footwear but we are gonna switch it up and do a solid to the world of sneakerheads because they deserve it that sounds awesome i mean i am in the running for sneakerhead i think i definitely uh, love to talk about sneakers so excited to do that so the last time we had you on we were talking about marvel's guardians of the galaxy the the fabulous game It has been given so much love, many an award, many an accolade, many a nom. How does it feel and and what has it been like for you guys and Eidos Montreal to see all the love pour in this year? It's it's a little surreal just because you, you work on these things for so long and then they get out into the world and you're waiting to hear how people like them. And then they're out there and then you're just like, yeah, we did that thing. It happened, <laughs> you know, and it's just sort of like kind of crazy to think about, you know, how long, how how different the world was when we first started working on it. I think that's that's kind of the strangest thing for, for all of us. We've had a, a couple of Zoom calls with the, the IDOS team. You know, I think the, the biggest bummer is we, you know, planned to celebrate up in Montreal and we weren't able to do that. Those sort of things you, you miss, but, you know, the accolades and the conversation and how important social media has become just because that's how we communicate with each other a lot of the time now to know how people are reacting because we used to go to shows and events and, you know, our, our cons and all those wonderful places and stuff now. And now it's all online. And um, just hearing our fans engage and react that way has been really amazing. And 
you know, I think the fan voted awards tend to really, really hit home because you know exactly what they're voting for with those. Some of the other awards, like our peer-reviewed ones, are pretty dope too, but it's always great when our fans vote us and give us some accolades. All right, all right. right. Enough of this niceties and then talking (laughs) about this amazing game that I freaking loved and is wonderful and everything. Let's get down to it. Let's talk about the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Adidas Original Collection, which is a limited collection of Adidas sneakers due to arrive soonishly the first half of the year 2022 we hope fingers crossed everything goes smoothly how did this collaboration come together what part do you play in all this madness so it was a brainchild of the idos team so their their art director bruno and then their creative director jf they they really wanted peter quill to really vibe on the 1980s feel and they had this sort of really distinct look you know if you play in the game young star lord has you know the mullet and the ripped jean jacket and all the pins and total metalhead right and uh, jf himself is a little bit of a metalhead so it's pretty great or you know he used to be <laughs> so it's kind of like he put a little bit of his personality into it and um you know wearing those sneakers there's these certain adidas sneakers which are the forum high tops the 1984 ones that are kind of like right of that time period right of when you know, Peter Quill in the game would have been around the age he is, which is in, you know, early teens. And he loved that sort of look for the character, just rounded it out. So we saw a concept art early in production of like, he was wearing Adidas. He was wearing these forum high tops from 1984. And they were like, can we make this happen? And I was like, this is great because we know people at Adidas. (laughs) We did things. (laughs) Yes, we can try. And so, yeah, we just reached out to our friends over in in the Disney consumer products team and uh, worked with them to bring on the Adidas folks and kind of went from there. That's amazing. Um, I love that it's so rooted in the game and his early look is sick. Now, there are several different designs. I believe there are six different designs in all. Can you talk a little bit about how you sort of started to think about sneakers for the whole gang and where you were pulling sort of design ideas and color palettes? Yeah, I mean, we, we worked really closely with Adidas to this point. I think, you know, as Ryan said at the top of this, it's like you're talking to the games folks about sneakers, right? Like, let's let the sneaker folks <laughs> talk about sneakers because <laughs> they, they know the best about that sort of world. So I definitely, I had my own personal interest. JF had his own personal interest. You know, Bill, Tim, Lonnie, all our team also had our own, like, sneakers we wear. We talked about them a little bit. It's like, cool, what designs, what models, what silhouettes may look good for for the characters and we were thinking about them and then we were talking to adidas and it came down to we knew that peter quill would be in this forum high top 84 that was kind of a given and so for each of the characters their design team at adidas kevin and tony we worked with really closely the two of them product and design and they were like hey we have some ideas on what silhouettes work best and sort of speak to each of the characters and and why they would really resonate with that and so we workshopped that a little bit back and forth and talked about what silhouettes would look good, worked with the IDOS team to make sure the color palette was right. We have like a whole sort of like Pantone. And so it was just really, really interesting to just go through the process and, and talk about materials too, because there's certain materials that were like, hey, this feels a little bit more like Groot and this feels a little more Rocket. This feels Drax, right? You know, like the harder materials and like the Gamora shoe we we designed, we really wanted to make sure that it, it got some elements of the armor she wore. So there's some like plastic parts in it and, and sort of like that feel to it. And, and Drax the same, you know, like he's a, a warrior and has this really cool tattoo design on his body. So you see those tattoo designs on the shoes themselves. Groot has an alien language that says I am Groot written on the shoe. And then Rocket has, we wanted to make it feel like a little bit more of a techie shoe. So it has this weird sort of like zipper structure to it. Like how you zip up the shoes is kind of interesting and it's, it's different. So there's like a little bit of a tech feel to it. So each of the characters has a little bit of a hallmark of who they are in the silhouettes that they picked. And Adidas really, you know, walked us through that. IDOS had some ideas. The Marvel games team had some ideas and we just kind of went from there. They look gorgeous. Of course, with this whole package, whenever we do a collaboration with Adidas, it's the sneakers, but it's also like the packaging looks really cool. Anything about the the box, any cool art or anything on there? 
Yeah, so the box was a, a big thing. I, I have to say I was a little disappointed last time we did an Adidas collab that we couldn't get a the custom box just because of timing and COVID and supply chain. Um, when we did the Miles Morales collaboration, we couldn't do a custom box. So there were all these factors. And so for this one, early on in the process, I asked, I was like, can we get a custom box? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we have enough time. Good. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> we'll make it work. And so that was awesome to, to know we could. And so we just talked with the IDOS team about what we could do. And, you know, it was a certain point, you know, you do these things, you plan them a couple of years in advance most of the time to make them happen. And so certain art was done and certain art wasn't. And there was this one thing that we called the cosmic swirl. <laughs> and so what you see on the box right there is the cosmic swirl. And we thought that that was just a good sort of like, it had the right color palette for the game. It had the right tone of being, you know, outer space and a little bit of like sci-fi, a little edgy rock and roll feel to it. So we put the cosmic swirl in there. And when you open the box, there's actually a little card for each of the characters that sort of describes them. And, you know, the shoe it has a little image of the shoe and, and things like that. You know, we wanted to get the character art on those cards. But unfortunately, you know, that was the catch here. We didn't have time because the art wasn't done by the time we needed to print those cards. So, you know, there's always a little give and take. But I, I love how the box turned out. It's a really cool, interesting, unique box we got to make. I'm very excited to see the box, but I want to wear the Star-Lord's Forum High 84. They're like white high tops with like the sort of blue stripes on the side, the classic Adidas stripe, and then the blue back to the heel. I'm obsessed with them. But how does one secure a pair of these shoes? I feel like these are going to go away so fast because yeah. they're really <laughs> flipping awesome. <laughs> Uh, they are. <laughs> it's like a super limited run. So, you know, I think securing them is going to be a very tricky part. You know, there, there's a couple ways. We're going to launch when they launch. And, and we don't have an exact date yet. Early 22 is what we're looking at. We'll, we'll, we'll keep everybody updated when we know. But the Creators Club, if you're in the Creators Club with Adidas, potentially we might do something around that. So you can you can get a little bit of early early access we won't sell all the models to the creators club like all the stock i should say all the inventory but you know early access for for folks could come through that that's probably the best way to get it did you get a pair yet i did get the pair of mm -hmm. the, the the blue and white ones mm -hmm. so they made a very Do you limited wear a men's seven <laughs> unfortunately i don't i'm a couple <laughs> sizes bigger sorry um uh, they made a couple pair of it and you, you may have seen our rick astley video and rick Rick Ashley got a pair of those, so that that was pretty cool. <laughs> so he got to wear them. But yeah, this was, I mean, this was a labor of love. I, I love working on these projects like this, the, especially how tied it was to the game. You know, getting the rights to include Adidas trademarks and logos in the game is one thing, and then getting the sneakers to be made in the real world is another thing. And so, you know, we got to do both in a, in a very authentic way. And I love it when, when games do that. And, you know, like you see the Adidas on Peter Quill and you don't question if it's like product placement. It's just like, yeah, a kid in the eighties would wear those. Right. Yeah. So I love stuff like that. And so, um, you know, build that world out a little bit more and do that. And so we made those from that sort of thing, but yeah, the, the sneakers themselves are going to be really, really limited. So if you want, a two-year-old to unbox any of these yes. sneakers. I have one who loves to unbox Marvel stuff with me, and I know she will ooh and ah at all the colors, especially like all the, the really colorful ones. We do have a juniors collection, Ryan. So there, for, there for are these guardians. Yes. Yeah, so the the Rocket and Groots ones are actually available in junior sizes. So uh, um, they're planning on doing them. I saw the little. I have the little little ones. I have like some of the the models of it. There we go. Obviously, you, you talk the language, you understand all this stuff. You said you're a sneaker collector. Anyone else on the Marvel Games team that you know of? That like, do you do you have anybody that you, you share that passion with? Oh yeah, D Dakota, Dakota, and I. Um, Dakota will send me and text me sneakers he wants to buy in the real world, and we'll be like, yeah, those are cool. Those are not cool. <laughs> those are too expensive. <laughs> those are those are worth it. Those aren't. So Dakota and I talk about it all the time. Dakota works on our creative team, and he's one of these guys that just loves sneakers. And when we first put this collection together, we're like, all right, let's get the Adidas folks to do it and design it this time. And let's go really hard in terms of like, do we think this will appeal to sneakerheads and, and that sort of thing. So we worked on that and talked with him quite a bit about it. 
I'm just staring at pictures of all these shoes. I know. I keep looking at them. They're ridiculous. Red red high tops. I want them. Give give them to me. Also, I love that it harkens back so much to his sort of like cool leather jacket moment in the game. That's exactly what we based it on. I mean, the the design with the red was the red from his jacket. We wanted it to feel like you were wearing his jacket. You know, like the the white and blue one was Young Star Lord. It actually has the SL with the skull in the middle, so the Star Lord band sort of like logo on the side. And then the red ones were uh, homage to his jacket. And they actually have this. The tongue is really cool. It kind of feels like it's almost like you can. You could probably, you know, store stuff in there. It's almost like a little pouch. So it feels like you got a jacket pocket in the tongue. So that's kind of neat. There are so many cool ones. But, you know, this week, our question of the week for our listeners is, who in the Marvel Universe do you think would have the best sneaker collection? And for bonus points, it can't be Miles Morales because oh. we know Miles <laughs> loves sneakers. <laughs> uh, well, then it's, it's got to be uh, Janet Van Dyne. I mean, she's a, a fashion model. She's a fashionista. She knows that world inside and out. So I think she would have an amazing sneaker collection that probably would rival Miles Morales, maybe even exceed Miles Morales' uh-huh. sneaker collection, I'd say. That's such a good answer, and I just love it. it's one that we, we hadn't thought of yet. But obviously, she is the fashion gal, so why wouldn't she have many, many sneakers? Also, you need them for pounding the pavement in New York City. Yeah, absolutely. Unrealistic to be in high heels all day. Yeah, can't do that. <laughs> Thinking along those lines, too, I think, you know, like, Dazzler might have a cool collection of just, like, different sneakers and boots and just, like, white queen. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> so I was thinking of her too. She would have like yeah. the most expensive. She would only wear them once. Yes. And then they would be gone. Yep. Some red bottoms or Balenciaga something or other. Yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. Only the finest designer shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, always a pleasure to have you on. We look forward to talking to you again this year as we have more game stuff, more excitement, more hype, and more sneaker chat to have uh, throughout the year. Can't wait to talk more and uh, hope everyone has a great start to 2022. All right, time for us to give you a question of the week, because next week we are talking about Marvel's Wastelanders Black Widow with director Timothy Busfield. And in the series, it pretty much takes place in this giant futuristic apartment complex. And there's a lot of cool stuff going on and weird stuff going on. And there's a lot of potential for shenanigans, if you will. And maybe the question of the week could be, which Marvel hero would you want to live in the same apartment building as and why? Let's keep it to heroes because, like, villains make it real messy. Yeah, no, nobody wants to live with, like, Dr. Doom. He'd be a terrible neighbor. What hero would be a really great neighbor? I feel like Captain America would be so nice as your neighbor. Like, he would, like, take your packages to you. And, like, if you needed help carrying your groceries, he'd be like, I've got it. Like, he would be the nicest little neighbor. He really would. Oh, man, that would, that's a great one. I just keep thinking of terrible neighbors, like Beast just shedding all over you walk into the elevator and it's just like blue fur all over and you're like gross man come on clean up after yourself or you're like oh my god was bobby drake here you like slide down the stairs (laughs) fall on your butt (laughs) they're iced over yeah doreen green would be wonderful because she's unbeatable squirrel girl but then you would have squirrels in and out of the building all the time 10 out of 10 i would love that yeah you would I'm going to go with Wonder Man because it would just be fun to have essentially a movie star superhero in your building. He would basically be like, did you want an autograph? Is that what you're asking? And you'd be like, there's literally looking at my phone and listening to a podcast. What? It would be (laughs) very funny. And everybody loves some Simon Williams. So that's what I'm going with for you. Dear listeners, we want to know what Marvel hero would you want to live in the same apartment complex or apartment building as and why. You can tweet your answers using hashtag this week in Marvel. Email them to twimpodcast at marvel.com or send a message to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash this week in Marvel. And of course, please make sure to tell us it is okay to read on the show. Our question of the week last week was what character in the Marvel Universe do you think has the best sneaker collection? And oodalolly, do we got answers first up is from our pal ron aka that one nerd ron at respirus 
8 on Twitter. He says, I think that some other characters who would sport some nice kicks would be Shang-Chi, America Chavez, mm. Ghost Spider, Jubilee, and maybe some of the speedsters like Quicksilver. He's got to burn those shoes pretty fast. Oh, Quicksilver has so many shoes and they just all have holes in the bottom. They look pristine on top, but the soles are gone. <laughs> yeah. I love those picks. America, 100%. I could see totally. her having great shoes. Ghost Spider, she comes from a different dimension. So her shoes could be like, I don't know, there could be fish in the shoes. You never know. They could be really cool. I don't think it's that different. But yeah, maybe it could be. You never know. Jay at Flash underscore Speed Force says, Kang the Conqueror, because... He won't miss any sneaker release due to time travel. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. And if you've been reading Savage Avengers, you've seen lots of shots of Kang's like weapons. He's basically taken weapons from all the fallen foes he's seen throughout the many, many centuries. 100% he has a whole wing for shoes. But he would, I feel like he would have to steal them because think about, like, does he use credit or does he use cash? Because cash gets cycled so often would he have to be like oh i need 1920s dollars instead of like 1980s dollars ken conquers he takes what he wants okay so he steals the shoes yeah he's a creepo also he wears thigh-high boots i want to see his thigh-high boot collection really i know and those tunics forget about it the best all right at mike ray kilo tweets no question it's black panther Mm. advanced tech advanced sneakers no creases ever because of vibranium indestructible shoe game also probably that is very true because shuri would be manufacturing some amazing shoes for him yeah that's an awesome one Mm -hmm. next up we've got skywalker at dog skywalker who says she's usually shown in boots but i'm betting jubilee has an awesome sneaker collection absolutely agreed We've got one from Christopher Curie at C. Curie Detroit tweeting, Miles Morales has the best sneaker collection in the Marvel Universe. There should be a one-shot issue about his shoe collecting journey. Now that I want to see. That would be a great Infinity comic of him going shoe shopping. And An Infinity uh, comic. Like, gotta collect all the stones. <laughs> Next up, we've got Mandy at Landy underscore meow who says, Shang-Chi, how else is he supposed to run from his father's expectations? Ooh, ooh, right in the heart. <laughs> that is the sickest burn. Oh. That is rad. Well Tremendous. done, Mandy. <laughs> well done, Mandy. One million twin points to you. All right, we've got one more tweet in here from Philip Preston Gwen at Bestosterone, who says, Emma, painting nails emoji, she is fashion, she is luxe, she is expensive taste. She looks like a shoe girl of all kinds. I can see her having high-end sneakers. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I have some, like, sneaker pumps that are sparkly that I wore at my wedding, and they're giving me, those would be Emma's shoes. They're, like, fancy, sparkly sneaker pumps. We have an email here from Grayson Woznesensky. Hey, This Week in Marvel, I love your podcast. I think that Iron Man might have the best shoe collection. Who doesn't want rocket boots? Mm-hmm. And you're right, Grayson. Absolutely. Bling, bling. We got an email from Henrik Hansen who said, Hello, wonderful people. I think Johnny Storm must have the largest shoe collection. Think about how many sneakers he burns through in a week. Regards from Henrik. I also, Henrik's email, the subject line was sneakers. What are those? And I realized that in other places in the UK, don't they call them trainers? Trainers, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's what we're talking about. I like that answer, Henrik. I think that does speak to Johnny burning through a lot of pairs, but he would lose them, right? Like he wouldn't have a large collection because he would burn them through, or he would have Reed make him special sneakers mm. made of unstable molecules that could deal with the fire. But Johnny Storm is also like very flashy. So I feel like he would have a big sneaker collection because he'd be like, I got to go to the club. Yeah, he's a total himbo. So he would have all. Yes. 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 Very much so. Next up, we got an email from Andrew Roggi, which says, hey, guys, this is Andrew in San Francisco. Can't remember in which episode it was. But Lorraine mentioned having gotten back into comics back around the time of the Straczynski run on Amazing Spider-Man. And OMG, so did I. Stumbling upon a comic shop in my college town, I realized it was time to come back and actually read and understand all the words this time. No more skimming and just admiring splash pages. Ha ha. Anyway, I believe it was in the episode Spidey Spectacular, December 10th 
question mark. Thank you so much for bringing back to mind the moment the panel of Aunt May discovering Peter wrapped with bandages and still wearing the bottom half of his spider suit. The look on her face as she held the top of the suit in her hands. Legendary storytelling. Thanks again for the magic of intimate common ground and personal connections with favorite podcasts. Oh, that brings me so much joy. And also, isn't it so fun to read things when you were a kid and you were like, whoa, I didn't realize that was happening. Mm -hmm. Like all this stuff went over my head. Yeah. For anybody out there, we didn't talk about that issue in particular, although I can like close my eyes and see those images from that storyline. But we talked about the Spider-Man issue 500 storyline in uh, Marvel's Polist episode recently. And it was really good revisiting those by J. Michael Straczynski and, and John Romita Jr. and others. And it's some really damn good comics right over there. Mm-hmm. Also, Andrew, you're in San Francisco. Please go visit the Isotope Lounge, uh, Isotope Comics in San Francisco, one of my favorite comic shops in the world. And please say hi to James Syme for me. He, he owns the shop and he's wonderful. I miss traveling sometimes, just sometimes. All right, we've got a Facebook message in here from Seth Elmore. So I've been an MCU fan since the beginning, but had never actually read the comics. My wife and I go to Goodwill all the time, and last week I saw a handful of comics and decided, why not? Immediately, I gravitated to The New Warriors time and time again, part one of eight, as well as a couple of others, including Ghost Rider and Blaze, Spirits of Vengeance number one, but I've gone down the rabbit hole with The New Warriors. I've also been searching for podcasts dealing with Marvel and stumbled upon This Week in Marvel today. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and I am going back through other content and seeing what all is happening in this media form I've been missing. Anyway, point of the message, Seth says, knowing the question of what Marvel character would have the best shoe collection, but my brain interpreted it as what character would produce the best collection of shoes. So with everything above in mind, I feel like Speedball would be an excellent candidate to design shoes after purely based on his color scheme and how interesting, unique his own suit design is. I think that's a great answer, Seth. Thank you for listening to the podcast and sending us a message and digging into New Warriors. Seth and I went back and forth a little bit. I suggested some other comics, including one of my favorite stories of all time, Forever Yesterday, which is a three-parter in New Warriors. Everybody go out there, go on Marvel Unlimited, read some New Warriors comics from the 90s. They rule. Yeah, do it. Man, that was some great answers on this week's question. I guess we're going to catch you next week in Marvel. That's what we ne- usually do. Next time. Okay. Get it, Ryan. Did you, but did you understand? I got to go. This episode of This Week in Marvel is produced by Zachary Goldberg, Isabel Robertson, Lorraine Sink, and Ryan Panagos. Our senior manager of audio production and development is Brad Barton. And Jill DeBoff is our director of audio. And special thanks to Speedballs Meatballs, the only meatballs that move fast. I'm Ryan. I'm Lorraine. This is Marvel. Your universe. Your universe.